You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs. Getting noticed isn't always easy, because there's so much noise! But at Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, we make it easy. With standout signs, business cards, shop fronts, banners, leaflets, vehicle graphics, the lot. Showcasing your products, advertising your brand, and getting business noticed. So, what can we do for you? Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. Let's go! Oh! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel for our Make Some Noise segment as we provide raw reaction to the latest Hearts European match. Scarves Around the Funnel brought to you by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been creating sign and print solutions since the 1950s. I am Laurie Dunsire, and I'm pleased. I don't, I don't feel delighted about things tonight. I'm, I'm pleased <clears throat> to be joined by Mark Donaldson to um, we'll support each other through this episode of um ironically we call this part of uh, scars around the funnel make some noise I was just about to say um, that yes yeah yeah didn't didn't feel appropriate after tonight's game against istanbul bashaksha here could have been called many other things um not make some noise laurie it didn't feel the same as the zurich game Zurich felt no. special in the build-up to that. It felt like there's something happening. Everyone was so excited to get to Tynecastle. Place was rammed. Hearts fans got the players through the first half. Players reciprocated. Players were outstanding, just couldn't get a goal. Tonight wasn't like that. It was better opposition, I get that. They were good. They weren't great. We made them look brilliant. That was the problem. A lot to get through in this one. And unfortunately for us, enough to look back on some waffle defending, some um, poor performances, some, not some, loads of touches, probably twice as many as we needed to, and a sluggish performance that had glimpses and elements of, yeah, we could do something tonight. Ultimately, we got thumped. We did. And you're right. I mean, many people will say you know the players need to earn the support from the stands and whilst i i agree to that to an extent it did feel very flat and um you know it's funny we've you know we've spoken to ryan about it before about you know you get that lift you kind of feed from the energy from the stands robbie highlighted it himself about the fact you know when there was no noise there was no fans there just didn't have that energy even sometimes the pressure if the fans are getting on top of the players for not doing what they want um and ultimately, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be pretty scathing, I think, about the team and how they performed tonight. But it did feel from the off strangely flat. And even at nil nil, I was sitting in the main stand today because of the broadcasting arrangements for the game, and I could hear the players shouting at each other. It, you know, it was fifteen thousand there, and I could hear 
both sets of players. You could actually hear quite a lot of the shouts pretty clearly, like you were watching a a Sunday league game, and there was obviously no away fans to. Oh, no, I say there was no. There was a very small handful of fans supporting Bashakcha here in the away end, so there wasn't really much back and forth really. Um, but it just it was odd, an odd atmosphere compared to, like you say rightly, the the last game was incredible atmosphere at the start. It, you know, again, like always, it did die a little bit in the first half, even when you know Hearts hadn't scored, etc. But at the start, it was rocking. But even at the start, it didn't feel like it had that sort of energy tonight. Wasn't um, Zurich, was it? It wasn't Zurich. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. And you're right. It, they, they felt like a much better side. And look, we'll dissect the game. Um, thanks to everyone who's responded on Twitter. I put it out there after the game just to say we're going to go and record what's everyone's thoughts and feelings just now. So I'm going to get through as much of them as I can. I've had so many, I probably won't be able to get through them all. But as as we said before, we do these as a very raw, immediate reaction. We're not going to do deep tactical analysis we've not watched the game back fully mark's maybe had a chance to look at some of the clips i'm just in my hair's still a little bit wet from the rain um i grabbed um a few cans because i was feeling that way so i've just poured myself an american pale ale so it's raw it's immediate and over the next 30 40 minutes we'll just get stuck into how we're all feeling okay let's get started um so yeah uefa europa conference league group a opening uh, match day 5.45 kickoff, which in itself felt a bit weird. I mean, I don't want to use the kickoff as an excuse, but I know UEFA like to do this to get as many games staggered as possible, more live TV games. By the final match day, we'll have a half-three kickoff for some of them, which to me is a bit of a farce, but it, it did feel very odd. Um, and yeah, Istanbul, Bashakcha here in town, and Hearts ahead of the game making five changes to the team that lost to Livingston at the weekend. Michael Smith, Peter Haring, Lawrence Shanklin, Nathaniel Atkinson, Alan Forrest all coming back in. Nielsen, Sibbett, Grant, Gary Mackay, Stephen and Humphreys out. And for our opponents, um, they made quite a few changes from their side at the weekend as well. So seven in total. So a few players getting brought in. So very much squad rotation for the Turkish side between league and European duty. Um, now, Mark, there wasn't a lot of energy. Look, 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 I tell you what, here we go. Let's go straight in. So Crawford Jeffrey sent me quite a long message. So let's go into this first of all, because he's taken his time to send quite a bit to me. So um, he's given me some points here. Point one about the game. Aggression and game management. Watching us is like watching a group of nice boys. Playing teams better than us, we need to have 18 bastards. By no means breaking legs. However, aggressive in the press, aggressive against immediate opponents. It's non-existent. Winning Winning teams do not make things easy for opponents or referees. Standing in front of free kicks, question the referee every decision, take a yellow a yellow for a cynical foul, get in opponents' faces, wind them up, cause a ruckus. It gets fans on your side, it lifts our players, and you know what? It makes things intimidating for the opposition, and some won't fancy it. We got the big physical hearts tag for a reason. Why are we insistent on being the polar opposite of this now? Point two, he says, Nielsen's big game tactics. The only game Nielsen has changed from his preset big game tactics was Zurich at home. Uh, and guess what? For 60 minutes it worked. This sit in for 45 minutes, close the space and give teams time and space in the ball is absolutely bonkers and not once has it worked. So why does, does, does it persist? Look at Celtic against Real Madrid. In their faces, give no time or space or opportunity on the ball and they were unlucky um, not to be in the lead at half time or they were unlucky that Real were in the lead. Uh, why not us? 
something has to change when it comes to these games because it's extremely tiresome watching the same shit stale tactics fail time and time again. What is it they say about the definition of insanity? Maybe Mr. Nielsen should do a bit of research on that. Apologies for the long message. Granted, they were a good side. However, I'm there bordering on anger rather than frustration at another big game with a management team of absolutely shit the bed. We're at home. Have a go. I'm sure all of our supporters would rather see a team work their balls off for 90 minutes, taking the game to our opponents and get beat, rather than passive rollover and stroke our bellies for your three points with minimal effort. Pish. Um, that was Crawford Jeffrey and um, a little uh, almost Mark Donaldson ism there about get, rolling over and get your tummies tickled and mm. Probably Crawford's probably reflecting quite a few Hearts fans. I think that is as close to spot on as you're going to get. I think we should assign Super Gran during the transfer window. Because <laughs> the Super Gran theme tree, you're probably too young for this, but for those of us of a certain vintage, stand back Superman, Iceman, Spider-Man, Batman and Robin too. Don't want to cause a ruckus for B.A. Baracus, but I've got a match for you. This is when we should assign Supergrad. She makes them look like a bunch of fairies. She's got more bottle than United Dairies. Hang about, look out for Supergrad. Right? <laughs> she get she gets stuck in about them. She doesn't respect whether they're B.A. Baracus or Superman or Iceman or Spider-Man or Batman and Robin 2. She just gets in about them. She doesn't care who they are. They might be on four, five, six times what Hearts players are getting paid, but she's proactive. She's like, fuck it, right from the start. In about them. Hunter Tartan Tammy. She doesn't wait and be reactive to see what happens. We'll give them the ball. We'll see what they do with it. Shit, man. You know what? They're pretty good. In fact, they're decent. They're not brilliant. But if you let them, or Zurich, and it's easy now with hindsight to say, if we'd had a go. Because you know what? They could have picked us off. And by the way, Istanbul Bashakshi here had a hell of a lot more chances. They could have done double the damage that they did tonight. But you mm. know what? That was because they were allowed to. I'm yeah. not saying that Hearts should have won that game. Hearts were beaten by a better side. I've got no problem with that when Hearts lose to a team of talent. But I want our players to at least go out and say, you know what? We got our tactic spot on. We couldn't have done any more there. And we were just beaten by a better side. What are they like when you get at them right from kickoff? What are Zurich like when you get at them there from kickoff? And don't give me this, oh, they had some really fantastic players, which they did. Bertrand Traoré's on a fortune. And the, the Istanbul fans are going to love him. They've just got him on loan from uh, from Aston Villa. Cost almost because, $20 million for Villa two well, years ago. Exactly, right? So they're fantastic players. But you know what? Fiorentina have got fantastic players. And a mob that should have lost four or five to them in the previous round, the Latvians went to Florence to the Artemio Franchi against the Fiorentina side that had most of the players that they played in Serie A at the weekend, and they got a one-all draw. Did they respect Fiorentina? Haven't seen the game, doesn't look like it. They've gone and had a go. This is a free hit for us. It was a free hit against Zurich. We knew that we were going to be playing in the group stage of one of the two competitions. If that's what they did to us in the Conference League, what could they have done to us in the Europa League? Cannot go against any single point in that correspondence. We'll go through a few more messages before we talk about some bits of the game. Um, Stephen said, Haring thinking his Pirlo set the tone. The rest was expected. Um, Gavin Wallace said, Sorry, Laurie, tactics and basic effort tonight was nothing short of abysmal. That was gutless empty jerseys representing a club we love. 
run about, close down, get close to players. None of that happened. Shameful. There's no reason to be outworked, and we were. Um, Tron said, clearly a better team, but we'd help them look much superior. It was wet for both teams that we struggled with first, second, third touches. Gave it away far too easily and quickly. The chances we had were at key moments, but didn't even test the keeper. No easy games ahead. So a couple of things there about the opening goal and play in general. So it's a really good point Tron uh, makes about the the wet conditions. It was for both teams. We, we mentioned this in commentary, Jimmy and myself, a few times. Hearts players seem to be slipping all over the place, taking a couple of touches to just get the ball under control. They seem to want four or five touches to to do anything. We saw Halliday get a chance on goal. Actually, the first the first opening on goal was for us, despite barely having to touch the ball in the opening 10-15 minutes. Halliday went through and he just wanted too long and it kind of story of the night. Um, whereas Bashakshi here seemed to adapt to it very quickly. They weren't falling everywhere. They were getting things under control. They were knocking it about nicely. And you know, the first goal did set the tone, as Stephen mentions there. You know, we had the ball back. And Haring just again spending too long on it, sloppy. We want and we just we didn't seem to get up to the pace of the game at all throughout it. And to be fair, um it's an absolutely terrific finish. Um, by the left back Hassan Ali Kaldirim lovely finish in the top corner that's the quality they had but that kind of goal summed it up yes great quality super finish you see the technical ability but we're handing it on a plate to them they're good enough without needing any more help and when Peter Haring dwells on the ball and he wasn't the first we'd been caught out before that but you you, you can't do it there it's like Andy Halliday when it was a great move Shanklin's touch Halliday threw on goal he thinks he's he thinks he's playing in the Premiership. You're going to get that time against most sides in the Premiership. He's not. This is a different level. This is something you should have practiced. This is something that you've got to be quicker. You can't have all those touches. We're slow, sideways, and everything. You've got to know your weaknesses. And when you know your weaknesses, you can play to your strengths. Our strengths are not tippy tappy football, passing it around with these players. This is a very different Hearts team to when everybody's fit and available. But this is the Hearts team that we have right now. So our strengths right now, well, what are they? We'll, we'll play to them. Barry Mackay's a strength. Once again, in a big game, I didn't see much of Barry Mackay. Is that his fault? Is that the other player's fault that they didn't give him the ball enough? Lauren Shankland, he's not the type of player that's that's going to challenge for high balls and then someone playing around them is going to get the, the knockdowns or anything like that. I thought Humphreys made a, a difference when he came on at halftime. But by then, we're in chase mode once again. So I'd like to see us be a little bit more direct. And I was thinking about when Scotland qualified for the Euros with that game in Serbia that we won on penalties. We knew, Stevie Clark knew, they were a better footballing side than us. So he didn't try and goalkeeper, fullback, centre-back, centre-back, goalkeeper, full. He's like, okay, I'm going to play Lyndon Dykes, but I want Ryan Christie. I think it was Christie playing off him. Second balls. Might not be pretty, but you know what? They know they're in a game. Now, there was a spell in this game at the start of the second half when we made the changes that they didn't like it up them, but they, they were able to play through us. Now, again, yeah. if they're good enough to do that, then fine, but we've got to put them under pressure. So know your weaknesses, and our weaknesses, organisation at the back. We don't know our best defence right now. Is it a three? Is it a four? What is it? Who is it? We're so missing Halkett, but we've got what we've got. 
and that's the issue. We've been unlucky with injuries. I get that. But there's a huge drop-off between everybody fit and available, that 11 and the 11 we're putting out right now. So you've got to come up with plan C and plan D. Now, the two plans that Robbie's mentioned before, none of them are really working right now. I haven't seen an element of other plans. If we have to be long and direct, okay, we'll play Humphreys mm -hmm. and play Shankland just off him. See what their centre-backs are like. If you've got two imposing centre-backs, and their centre-backs were all right, but they weren't really tested, start your main striker to one side. Have them coming in off the right or coming in off the left with your secondary striker playing off them. So then you have something that you might be up against a full-back or a right centre-back, or you might be up against the left full-back or the left centre-back. Just something a little bit different. We've said it on so many platforms, i.e. podcasts in, in recent weeks, we have been and become too predictable. So let's change things. I saw tonight, Laurie, and I've seen it in other games, when we go off script, when we become freestyle, when we do things that we probably haven't practiced, but they're instinctive, we're better. Mm -hmm. Are we overcoached? I don't know. I don't want this to just be kind of end of the world as we know it, match day one, thumped at home. Look, Real Madrid lost at home in the Champions League last year to Asahid. <laughs> are, are you about to compare us to Real Madrid? Not at all. Not at all. Probably the same. Well, we've both got an E in our name, an A in our name, uh, an M in our name. But they, it, it's like, okay, it's learning from this. Our team on match day six is going to be very different from the team that played tonight. We're going to have players back and we'll see what happens. Now, I think it's a good thing that Fiorentina dropped points at home because of the way the games are next. Istanbul are at home to Fiorentina. If they win that, we have an opportunity against the side we should be beating in the, the Latvian mob to go there. But if we go and we wait and we see what they're like, and we give them the ball and we then are reactive and we wait to go a goal down and then we start to kind of have a go. It's going to be same old, same old. So that's the problem. But if Fiorentina lose on match day two in Istanbul, which is possible, then we have an opportunity to go second in the table. Now, I don't want to ca get carried away here because I've just gone kind of, oh, the end of the world as we know it to begin with. Let's just have some perspective here. It's match day one. We weren't very good. We can be a heck of a lot better. But if we go to Latvia against a side that, having seen them against Linfield, maybe they just had an off day, but they were, they were awful in both legs against Linfield and somehow got through. Yeah, they've gone to Fiorentina and they've got a point. So if we can go there and take the game to them right from the start and try and get three points, you know what? It's going to be a far brighter outlook than the one I've just kind of portrayed over the last five minutes. <sighs> yeah. You wanted super grand, but you got super shan. Um, I'll put a tumbleweed sound effect in at this bit. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Okay, some more reactions because we've got a lot. So I want to try and get through um, a few more. Flitch said they were very good, in my opinion, far better than Zurich. Uh, we don't have a leader out on the park without Halkett and it shows. Um, we don't want this to turn into only a money-making exercise, though, to be honest, the league is far more important. Our lack mm -hmm. of Euro experience showed, especially in yep. moving the ball too slowly. I think um, we're soft, Laurie. I agree with that. I think we're soft. We don't have a leader without Halkett. I don't think we're big enough. 
You look at the. You look at. I was thinking was, that when I was watching the game. It was like not only. Yeah. I was. I look. I expected them to be technically better than us. They just. They, they would be technical, but they all seem massive as well. And we, we tried to go long. I mean, um, I thought the guy who um, went off at half time. I thought Tuba was was very good for them. Six three, he can play centre back, left back, left mm-hmm. wing, and he just looked so confident on the ball. What bit of a bit of a hard challenge on Haring, which the fans weren't too happy about. Um, we thought it could have been. Was that the one he was booked for? If it wasn't, then yeah. he should have been sent off because there was two yellow card offences. I think he only got booked for one of them. Yeah, we thought. We didn't get we didn't have replays today, but we thought maybe it looked like it was a hard challenge, but possible in the yellow card one that he got the yellow for. His um, his reaction because they both went down, Haring got yeah. hurt, and he I don't know how hurt he was. I think it was one of those God well, if I pretend I'm hurt, then I might get away without a cut. Yeah. That was a yellow. And then he gets booked again. So this this isn't a have a go at the referee. I thought the referee the referee wasn't the talking point. No, the um, Polish officials weren't the talking right. point. But, but I mean not, yeah. I don't I just don't think we're big enough. Devlin's small. Haring too slow. Halliday, he was he was playing in front of Barry Mackay at some at some moments. It was a we, weird we, slot we formation. We oh. thought it'd be a three, but it was like a four no, four it, one one, wasn't it? It, it was to begin with. Any legs? We didn't have legs, Laurie. You can't put a ball in behind a channel, try and get them turned. If you don't have pace to try and attack it, we yeah. managed to 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 get them turned in the second half when we changed. It's like. I, I like what I see with, with Hearts at times, but how many of those times are when we've gone a goal down and yeah. we've just gone, fuck it? Um, James Winter says, injuries to key players, uh, lack of quality, squad depth and poor early season form, all major contributory factors too, but ultimately Scottish clubs are aware of their depth in European competitions. It's funny though, Crawford Jeffrey earlier mentioned Celtic Real Madrid. No, Real Madrid, comfortably dispatched Celtic in the end. However, I watched the game and I think although Celtic got a bit of criticism even from their own fans about maybe being too appreciative of some of um, Real Madrid's play and players, but I was kind of right with what they did. They, they came out and they were in their faces and that first half Celtic were unlucky not to go ahead and obviously what they're playing for is to try and try and get the first goal and maybe then you got something to defend and hold on to. Obviously they didn't and ultimately Real got the goal and when you're against a team of that, it's probably a. I've not got the numbers, but Celtic playing Real Madrid is probably similar to us playing Bishakshi here in terms of the the gulf you're looking at. You're, you're you're against a better quality of player, but you're hoping you can get something off them in the night if you ruffle their feathers a little bit, get a bit of luck. But from that point of view, Celtic gave it a good go. I thought, and you can almost accept that. I think you know if we'd if we'd gone out there tonight and we got right in their faces, closed them down, snapped into challenges. Um, ruffled their feathers. Maybe they'd kind of got in behind us a few times. We'd had a few chances. Maybe come close, could have gone in front, but didn't. But we were so passive from the get go. It, mm-hmm. It's it's a worry because I know we, we kind of spoke about it mid game via message. We felt so leggy, even at nil nil early on. You know, you you wouldn't think this is September first group stage game. You know, it almost felt like. The walking wounded coming into the final few weeks of the season when everyone's knackered. Um, and don't get me wrong, we've had our injury issues, but even the players who have not been injured, I don't know, just as a whole, they just felt we've got a bit of a malaise right now. Yeah, and confidence is a big thing to do with that. Starting a game quickly does one of two things. It kind of, regardless of the opposition, it makes them think, oh Christ, we're in a game here. But it also gets the fans who probably, I don't know what the atmosphere was like just before kickoff tonight. I still don't think it was as good 
I heard bits of it, but I still don't think it was as good as the, the atmosphere before the Zurich game. But that continued into the first half because the fans were excited, uh, made plenty of noise, it created an atmosphere that the players thrived on. And the Hearts players today didn't start quickly, so the fans kind of quickly lost lost interest. So it's the whole chicken and egg. Is it up to the players or up to the fans? Look, the fans have, have got to have... I'm not in any way... I don't think the fans take a shred of blame for 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 this tonight as as far as atmosphere is concerned because the it's so hard to be infused by by something when there's nothing to get infused about there were one or two kind of defiance hea and, and normally when when you've got the the players attacking and flooding forward everybody joins in it's like the mexican wave the disgruntled ones are like i'm not joining in that and then there's two or three and it just gives up I thought the the very small minority at halftime were an absolute disgrace after halftime with um, the minute silence, which was disrupted. Now, at three o'clock, Manchester United played Real Sociedad. A minute before kickoff, 75,000 people stood in silence. The away fans raised their scarves. There wasn't a peep from anybody. How have we now got a talking point through mm. a handful of idiots? Yeah. Regardless of thoughts or, or whatever you think, it's a mark of respect for someone, yeah. regardless of what you think of that person. Okay, that was that was not good. So no. that's a totally different aspect to to the way. I mean, the fans singing songs at Tyne Castle. You you saw what it was like. I said it in the previous podcast. If we can replicate the Zurich atmosphere, then then bring it on. But the players at the start, they just kind of. They just once they lost possession, it was just like you knew that was coming. And hindsight's easy. We mentioned that on um, on Monday for them to be odds against to win that game was Crazy. daylight robbery. I don't like. I never touched it. I don't like betting against my team. That's why I'm a poor no, gambler no. when it when it comes to that. But the shrewdies out there would have been laying hearts and weighing in on on Istanbul Bashakshi here. But the whole fan thing. It, it can be. It's very difficult, and and that's why the second game away in Latvia, right? There'll be a. I don't know how many. Probably not as many. There certainly won't be as many as as go to Florence, but it'll be the Hardy bunch. They'll be uh, well lubricated. They'll have had a drink. They'll make plenty noise like they did in. Uh, in be well lubricated, and they'll have had a drink. Oh, Lord! <laughs> <laughs> yes, needs must sometimes when watching Heart of Midlothian football. Oh dear. Indeed, Uer misses. Oh dear, but, my hearts are well lubricated look, tonight. <laughs> Tank, look, Lloyd, you know yourself. Everybody listening to this knows himself. Tank Castle can be the best of places. Tank Castle as a hearts player can also be the worst of places. <laughs> Is this and the start to what you call it? Exactly, like Shakespeare's. It <laughs> was the best of times, it was the worst of times. <laughs> well, it, well, that's it's true. That's Is that, Moby, is that Moby Dick? I don't know what it is. I didn't paid a little bit of attention in English, but it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Google, do your Googling thing and, and tell me. But you know what? You need brave players. So I don't know. Everyone's got to take a share of the blame, but let's <laughs> says he is like, oh, it's the end of the world. We've lost 4 0. I, I can't say it. I still think we'll qualify, but we're not <laughs> out of it. I've covered absolutely everything so I can say I told you so and then said no no I don't know what you mean but I said that 
Oh man, we have to win match day two. If we play like that, we're getting nada. Um, I think it was Dickens, but was it? It was Shakespeare. But uh, a tale of two cities. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I don't know. Don't, don't yeah, I thought Dickens. it was. Yeah, so I just said it was the worst of times. Most you said Shakespeare. Day. You said Shakespeare. That I meant just... Dickens. <laughs> well, I meant Dickens as well. Moby <laughs> Dickens. Moby oh, Dickens. Give us more tweets because they're angrier. Oh God, yeah. Moby I've Dickens. Only, I've only had oh, one beer than Moby Dickens. That one know. water. Holy oh, shit. I had to get one right. Um, Fred said, "Poor defending Moby again." <laughs> Is a title. It means it doesn't happen. What we do up front, they were the better team by a mile. But I'm disappointed at the basic errors we made throughout the game. Um, uh, Bozzy said, "Unfortunately, this is the level of Scottish football. We're bringing in guys from League One. While tonight's opponents have Bilia, who played for Milan and Lazio, and Okaka, who played for Roma and Sampdoria. Harsh lesson. We need to learn quickly." Um, Skimcoat says the performance is along the lines of what I was expecting short bursts of activity followed by a period of nothingness, rinse and repeat, lose a goal and the game dies for hearts, offered very little up front teams seem to be one step ahead of us um, Pants Chaton says we got what we deserved, we were played playing a team broadly equivalent to the old firm, probably more well resourced and took a pumping had we sneaked the first goal, um, as we should have, maybe different. To suggest some tactical masterstroke would have changed it is frankly idiotic. Fans were worse than the manager or tactics. Shite. So that's some some strong words there. I mean, one thing that did frustrate me, and I said this to a few people after the game. So we've played we've played Rangers and Celtic many times at home, and we've been beaten comfortably many times. We've also beaten them. And I'd argue we've played Rangers and Celtic teams that are better than Istanbul Bashakcha here. And <laughs> What I would say a lot of the time we do, even when we lose, is there's a there's an intensity, there's a desire to get into tackles, to at least give them a go. And sometimes, you know, the the quality, I say sometimes, you know, more often than not, their quality still tells, because that's what happens. Um, and they'll win the game. But there was definitely a very passive nature to us tonight, which I think was more frustrating than anything. And I, I, I don't want to go back to the fans too much, but I think that the team were very bad tonight, you know, Management-wise, tactics-wise, seemed to be very poor. It was poor atmosphere as well. And you're you're right about halftime. So, I mean, I never wanted to be on this podcast talking about people dying out with football. Um, but obviously, Queen Elizabeth II passed away today. Sad news. Anyone dies. Um, 70 years, she was the reigning monarch, the longest reigning monarch Britain's ever had. I am not um, a royalist by any stretch. I'm not going to get into that, but just pay your respects. If you, whether you agree with monarchy or whatever your political views are, just be quiet for a minute. That's fine. I just someone's passed away. It's a someone's grandma, great mother, great grandma, someone's mum. It's someone's passed away. Just I think that's that's quite easy. I think regardless of who it is, and I'd say that if it was someone completely different than the Queen, just. Don't get involved. Just if if you didn't like her or don't like the monarchy, that's fine. Stay quiet. You're not expected to cheer and sing sing anything. Just just be quiet. And I think that was a little bit embarrassing. And obviously, it ended up getting arguments and you know people going back and forth with singing things and shouting things. And you know it was on live TV. Just a bit embarrassing. And we 
when we should have been making a noise was at the bloody start of the game, mm. supporting the team. Make some noise, not not make some noise in the minute silence. We got it at the wrong point. Hepburn and McDonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. For more, visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. Right, so let's um, have a look through another few messages. Um, Rowdy Heart Tiger says, after three European matches, the lads either learned that they need to step way up or they didn't. Uh, we may not see it for a week or two, but hoping that this turns the level up in training and they kick on. If they sulk and moan, season could go sideways quickly. Uh, Graham Taylor says, feel a real disconnect between the team and fans right now, which I feel slightly odd about given the excitement around the season. Going a goal down, it doesn't feel like we can get back into games. The players look short of belief, uh, so as a fan, it's hard to have belief in belief in them, which is quite fair as well. Um, fresh prints of grey hair. <laughs> like that one <laughs> if, if, if Halliday or Haring score their chances then we could have been in business but as always if you don't take your chances you get punished at this level played well in patches but was always going to be an uphill struggle with no recognised centre half um, that's a good Mellick, point by the way but, yeah. sorry before you get to Barry we spoke on this podcast a few weeks ago about being clinical we were clinical at the start of the season we have had fewer chances but scored more goals than we did at the same stage Last season, because we were more clinical, and it was to do with especially Lauren Shankland when we compared him and, and Liam Boyce, just as a, a kind of compare and contrast, being clinical. When you play at this level, you have that chance that Liam Boyce had against Zurich, you got to score it. Peter Haring, you got to score it. you got to be clinical. We don't know how Zurich would have reacted because we didn't give them a chance to play from behind. We don't know how Istanbul Bashakshi here would have reacted because we didn't give them a chance to play from behind because we weren't clinical enough. Now, you can argue, yeah, but this is the quality player. Forget the quality player. That's a chance for Boyce that he should be scoring. That's a chance for Haring that should end up in the back of the net. They weren't. So we've only got ourselves to blame for that. So there you go. Um... Yeah, Barry Mellors basically said, coaching team need punted ASAP. Not mm. got a clue, which oh, I don't on. think we have to jump to that, but you know, there's, you know, rightfully, I think criticism. I think the coaching staff, yeah, 100%. I think the, yeah. coaching, I think the coaching staff need to answer questions. Um, um, are, are the players overcoached? Don't know. Is Robbie too res um, respectful of the opposition? Whether it, it felt like that tonight. It felt like that yes. tonight. Um, and, and, and look, it, it, it's this is a, we've said it before. This this is a podcast that yes, it does have an affiliation with the the management team at Hearts, but we we we're, we're here to call it like like we see it. And that wasn't good enough tonight. And Laurie, eh, Laurie, I'm sure you are, but at least you've got well, you've got drinks. I'm sure Robbie will have some drinks as well. He'll be hurting with yeah. that. But we have to He'll see this we as have well. to see improvement. I'm sure he will be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have to see that we've learned from things. Now, it'll be a different team. Halcott will be back. He was on BT Sport pre-match and said, touch and go for the weekend. I don't know if there will be a weekend. Yeah, um, we don't know at the time of recording. What's we don't gonna, know. It's all going to be decided till tomorrow. So by the time you listen yeah, to this, you'll you probably, probably know. know. We but don't. next Thursday is likely <laughs> to go ahead. So Halcott will be back, in his words, for next. He, was, he could have played tonight at a push. 
but they don't want him suffering a recurrence that's going to, no, it's no. going to keep him back and forward. He's confident and optimistic in his words, pre-match on, on BT Sport, that um, he'll be ready for, for next Thursday. That changes things a little bit. Hopefully, well, now um, our appeals to get a work permit might be put on hold as well with everything that's that's happened. Uh, obviously, that's nothing to... to that's a, a drop in the ocean compared to everything that's that's happening. But our midfield is probably not going to be available for selection now for a while. If governmental things are shut down, then that ain't happening. So Halkett's going to be back. Um, other players that were out, I mean, George Grant, what's the situation with him? Well, he was um, suspended today, so... Of course he was. Of course he was. So it was, it was just a one game, wasn't it? Uh yeah, because it was uh, second yellow. So yeah, second yellow. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's okay. So he'll be back. There's, I mean, there's two players immediately that are coming straight back into the side. And like, it's no point in picking on individuals. By the way, normally Natty Atkinson's an easy target to pick on. Thought he was fine tonight. I thought he he was confident in possession. But again, there's there's still that element of taking an extra touch. One yeah, of one, at wanted, one point he almost yeah. Oh, he yeah, put us in, yeah. nearly put us in the shit. One thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad I've been able to remember again, because I spoke to you after the game tonight when we were talking about what we are going to say. Hearts players take a lot of touches. And it's not, it's, it's not acceptable because you want to play with a, a bit, you want to play with more pace. But there's a reason that a few of them take so many touches. I don't think we have enough players that show for the ball. I think, I was watching that. After I saw Haring take those touches, I, I kind of said to myself, okay, I'm going to watch the Hearts players in possession and see what their options are. Too many times we don't have enough option enough options to pass the ball to. Now, you're left with either going back, going sideways, or going long. You should have other options. When you see the best teams, when you see the good teams and the great teams, they always have an option. Their movement off the ball is it's absolutely frightening. Watching Real Madrid against Celtic, and I thought Celtic were absolutely brilliant in that first half against Real Madrid. Now, ultimately for them, it didn't work out for them, but they gave a right good go of it. They pressed high, but they pressed in the right areas as well. But Real Madrid played their way out of, <coughs> excuse me, they played their way out of trouble because they've got really good players. So, they always had an option. Sometimes two or three options. At times tonight and in previous games, we haven't got any options. So it's incumbent of some of the other players in the team. I don't know what they, put, they work on in training. It's incumbent on some of the other outfielders to show for the ball. I don't think they're hiding. But when you play against better opponents, they pressed with like four or five at one stage in the, in the first half. And you think to yourself, okay, if they're pressing with four or five, there's going to be gaps for us to exploit further up the pitch. Yeah, but we didn't have that out ball, so there's work that needs to be done. But for the next next time you see someone take three, four, five touches, it's probably too many. It is too many, but also look at who's showing for them, and you might get your answer there. The answer, sadly, tonight was not enough. Um, Greg Patterson said I was quite proud of our players to a point. Held their own at stages, but beaten by a team that's government backed beat Galatasaray by Sheikhtas Fenerbahce to the title last season um, undefeated 20-odd games the difference was money, not belief they they finished fourth last season so they did win the title a couple of seasons ago 
which got them into the Champions League, but they were fourth in the Super League last season. But you are right, Greg, in terms of their unbeaten run it was 18 competitive games before this so I think there's uh, it's funny because you know Greg said that and I read some um, like Martin Brownlee said I don't think they were a class above we just carried our poor form Istanbul Bashakcha here are definitely a level above hearts I mean we can't beat around the bush with that that's not to say we shouldn't have done better it's not to say we couldn't have won the game if we'd played a lot better you know there's still you know us beating Bashakcha here in my eyes would have been just as feasible as Riga getting a draw away to Fiorentina, and they got that. But they have got a very high level of players, and we're going to have to find a way, I think, to play against these teams, because I think just sitting in and waiting for something to happen, that's exactly what they wanted. I think it's funny, I read, before the game, I read the quote from Emery um, in his pre-match, com- pre-match press conference. Um, he said, we watched two or three Hearts games. They have different systems and change during the game. We have one big game plan. We will keep the ball and dominate. And that's exactly what happened. That's what he did. Exactly what happened. Game and exactly what he did. It's like, I mean, it's just, uh, to me, it's just like, it was simple. You know, he even said, Hearts have different systems. They'll, cha- they'll change things during the game. Maybe we did. We over, you know, we did overthink things. We moved things around. We played players in slightly odd positions. Just said, we've got a big game plan. We'll keep the ball and we'll dominate the game. And you can only enough. do that if you've got good players. And they had good you can. players. We, you can. we made them look like world beaters at times. They're far better than us. Look, Bertrand Troy is probably on at least 50 grand a week. That's more than anybody's on in Scotland. And he's a class above. I get that. But what happened to the, the physicality of five minutes into the game, I already want him knowing who he's playing against and where he's playing. I want you to go flying into a tackle. Make it fair if you can, but if not, try not to get booked. But let him know that he's in a game. If he thinks he can come here and waltz around, he's going to get all the time on the ball to do what he wants, they'll destroy you. We allowed them to do that. So when you make good players seem great, it's not a good game plan. And they, they kept possession. They passed the ball out because they had options. We didn't have options. Why didn't we have options? I don't know. Right, before we go, this is, you know, our immediate raw reaction to the game. What's the answer? What's what's going for? We don't know if Hearts are going to play at the weekend, so we're not going to talk about preview in a submitting game because it might not even go ahead. They'll definitely play in Riga next week. Um, we will have, uh, we should have a Latvian football expert on to discuss that game. I'm sure they'll be quite excited about it, especially after Riga's result in Florence. So we'll hopefully get a bit of an insight into our opponents next week um, and preview the match, how they're feeling ahead of it as well. But Mark, where do we need to go from here? Because we've started the new, we've only just started the new season. We're in the group stages of European competition for only the second time in our history. We just finished top three for the first time since Robbie Nielsen was last at the club. Things should be bouncing. You know, there should mm-hmm. be so much confidence, positivity, and it's quite the opposite just now. It's hard. It's hard when you're in a rut. At least you know there's always a way out. We've got to find a way out. And I said earlier about Hearts fans, nothing, can't put any blame on them. Like, we, we could have had a better atmosphere at times. But it's hard to create an atmosphere and get everyone involved when there's nothing on the pitch that makes you want to kind of get behind when you're, when you're, when you're struggling. So Do we need a rethink. I think, I, <sighs> I think we need a rethink of our approach because, you know, we've lost Liam Boyce, who is a real, linchpin in terms of linking midfield to attack 
getting us, you know, getting people involved, linking the likes of Shanklin or, or Sims last season with the midfield, feeding off Barry Mackay and the likes. Yeah, it's a different team um, without him, yep. We, we feel like we're very disjointed. We feel like, you know, we're obviously missing defenders. So in many ways, I can say, look, I can understand defensive errors to an extent. You know, we're missing Halkett. We miss Kingsley quite a bit. Um, we're obviously missing Kai Rolls, who'd settled in very well. Smith has been missing for games. I can understand being a bit disjointed at the back, and you could use that excuse for defensive positions. Some we may say we should have signed someone else, but we don't have too much of an excuse. We're missing Liam Boyce, which is one key player, but we need to have a different approach anyway. You can't say, oh, we're missing Liam Boyce, so that's that's it. We don't know what else we can do attacking-wise. I think we need to find something different. Whether it's like what you said, do we try to go more direct? Do we play Humphreys up by, by Shanklin? Play 4-4-2? Try and feed off him? Go back to basics? Are we overcomplicating, overcoaching things? Trying to be too tactically clever about tactically clever about things when tonight aside, you know, playing Livingston last weekend, playing St. Merrin potentially next, these games are when you can say, right, we've got better players than them. We should be the ones going, right, if we can just set out in a in a way that gets the best out of the players we've got on the park, we should win. I always I, think, I, I was, going back to the Livy game, I was thinking about that Livy game earlier, and we could probably still be playing and not have scored. Well, you, you, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. If you feel you've got better players than your opposition, make it into a, a contest as far as, okay, make it into an attacking contest. We're going to attack you constantly. We know we're going to give up chances. We've got the best goalkeeper in Scotland between the six. So, yeah, we're going to give up chances. But if we feel we've got better players than you, then let's make it an attacking contest and just just have a go. That that never happened at Livy. It was just it it was it was insipid. Now the, it's different when you play against Istanbul Bashakshi here. When you play against Fiorentina coming up, when you play against FC Zurich, right, you, you've, you've got to have a plan. But if that plan is the same as it has been for going to Livy or other away games that we've played, then, yeah, we do need another plan. Now, we've said many times when we've had issues with the team's performance on, on this podcast that this isn't just about identifying problems. That's easy to do. Anyone can say that's shite. Well, why is it shite? What happened? Okay, this is why it's shite. Right, how do we resolve it? So identifying problems is is easy to do. Coming up with solutions is a lot harder. So that's a good point that you raise. Now, I think this is more of a Monday discussion. This is this is the raw kind of, we yeah. say things, and we'll probably, I'll, I'll, I always listen back to the podcast, and sometimes I think, don't agree with you there. And I'm talking about me, not you. What, what the Moby Dickens are you talking about? What the Moby Dickens is this dude talking about? So it's it's raw. We've just finished watching the game. You've come in. You've got a beer, and it's pub chat. It would have been nice to have three, four, five others. I'm sure we would all have been singing from the same hymn sheet here. Ultimately, in games like Livy and and home to St Mirren or whatever, let's throw a bit of caution to the wind. Let's kind of take the stabilizers off a little bit. It's time. We know how to ride a bike, whether it's our starting 11 riding a bike or the players coming in riding a bike. Not against Istanbul. I, I get it. I'm just saying, let's not be as kind of cautious. Let's not let's be make as some respectful. Noise. Let's make <laughs> some noise. Let's help the players. And you know what? If the players don't respond, 
then that's on them. That's on the coaching staff. But one thing, it, it'll, it'll get better. This is not match day six. This is not played six, lost six, conceded God knows how many. Halkett's back next week. George Grant's back next week. Others will be back in the near future as well. I'm, I'm looking back and going, how the f- did I predict that Hearts would win that too? What gave me that confidence? We do that every week, right? We're we call it blind optimism, to be fair. Of course at the time. it's blind optimism. Say that. <laughs> We're not going to say all that. By the way, what did I... I'm going to listen, but I've got a funny feeling. I said, I think we'll lose 4-0. And they said, of course we'll not lose 4-0. I think I said that. Um, because, oh, you don't want to hear people say, we're going to lose 4-0. Regardless, that it's a fan's podcast. Everyone will be the same. Perth to pays it. This is my story. When they have it as well, the, the common thread will be the same. Right? It's it's not great right now. There is a bit of a rut. But let's let's not kind of... Jump off the bandwagon right now. Heart of Midlothian Football Club is a roller coaster that can travel at some rather fast speeds. But you know what? Not going it up for might a while, not be the yeah. best ride that you'll ever get. <laughs> but you ride. can't get off it. You're not allowed to get off the Hearts roller coaster. You've got to live through the shite to get to the end. So there's live some, through. <laughs> there's some great lines people could just pull out of this and just. Oh my goodness. Play back to us in isolation. Oh, yes. Um yeah, well, this is the raw reaction. This is make some noise or don't make a lot of noise, depending on maybe I'll change the title. Of this week, don't make a if we lose the games in Europe, call it don't make a lot of noise. Don't make a lot of noise. Um better than Moby Dickens, isn't it? Better than Moby Dickens. I quite like that as well. Um to lubricate, not lubricate enough, a bit lubricated. Who who knows? This is gone. Sparks were flying. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Scarves Down the Funnel is brought oh. to you by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, creating uh, sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week to preview the uh, game in Riga and potentially review Hearts and Minute. If that goes ahead, we don't know yet. It might not, probably won't. Who knows? Um, but we'll definitely preview the game in Riga. And if you want to get in touch in the meantime, you can email us at at podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk or you can get us on Twitter that's at around the funnel but until then thanks for tuning in hold on oh, hold on before what? you say goodbye oh come on I'm playing the music already what's going on I know on? that's fine I'll be quick it was the best of times it was the worst of times it was the age of wisdom it was the age of foolishness it was the epoch <laughs> of belief it was the epoch of incredulity it was the season of light it was the season of despair and darkness it was the spring of hope and it was the winter of despair and all that for a giant whale anyway <laughs> till next time See you later.